Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello and welcome to Powell Life, the podcast from powwows.com. I'm your host, Paul Gowder, and thank you for being here for today's episode. Today, I'm so excited to speak with the current Miss Indian World, Tashina Redhawk. She's an amazing young lady, and she's going to help us get started and continue counting down to the 2023 Gathering of Nations Powwow. Before I get to that interview, I do have a couple of announcements and reminders. Don't forget, as part of our countdown to this year's Gathering of Nations, we are hosting a giveaway of three eighth-generation blankets, thanks to our friends at Eighth Generation. Check them out for all of their products and their amazing blankets. They have a great motto that they are inspired natives, not inspired, not native-inspired. It's awesome. And they produce some amazing products and thank them for sponsoring this contest. You can find out more and get your chance at one of these three blankets over at powwows.com slash win. There are things you can do every day to get more entries and there are bonus codes that you can look for to get you even more extra entries. And today on this podcast, at the end of the interview, I'll give you a bonus code. So stay tuned for that. If you're looking for a powwow in your state, your province, or near you, please go check out our calendar. We're adding more and more events to the calendar, powwows.com slash calendar. If you're new and haven't been to a powwow before, or you just want a refresher, head over to powwows.com slash powwow101, and we'll send you a series of emails that'll tell you all the ins and outs, the, the etiquette, the dance styles, the grand entry, all of those details, and we'll give it to you um, in an easy-to-understand way and hopefully get you ready for that first powwow. So I want to introduce you a little bit. I'll let her do most of the introduction, but this young lady won Miss Indian World at the last year's Gathering of Nations. She's from the Rosebud Reservation, and she... Every time I've spoken to her, and just been a few times, but every time I've spoken to her, I come away so impressed with her knowledge, not only of her culture, but of herself and and just her passion for sharing her loves and wanting to just you know share that message and, and talk to others. It's not often that you see people of her age really you know having that uh, deep down feeling that they want to share they want to uh, you know get out there and be so outgoing uh, especially in a public way so it, it, that has always come across to me uh, when meeting her and talking with her it's it's really amazing and now to see her and hear from her in this interview of where she plans to go next oh there's going to be some amazing things coming from this young lady and I'm excited for Indian country because she's going to make a big difference and I can't wait can't wait so without further ado here is my interview with the current Miss Indian World
thank you so much for being here. It's been a while since we last talked, and you've had quite a year. Um, but before we go there, please let people know who you are and what your current title is. Yes, me dakiapi, chante washte nape chuzapi, tashina red hawk imachiapi, hunanaku and petio uni hawi mie, wakia chonglesh got hawi cho de matha. Hi, all my relatives, my name is Tashina Red Hawk. My Lakota name is Honors the Dama Woman, and I come from Old Ring Thunder on the Rosebud Reservation of South Dakota. I am sitting here currently as your 2022 Miss Indian World. Awesome. Thank you. And now let, let's go back to last year. Um, it, I'm sure it was quite a whirlwind, maybe a blur there. Um, but, you know, what I hear from a lot of the ladies who compete that, you know, it's the camaraderie, it's the friendships you make. So what was it like competing during that week in Albuquerque last year? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like you said, it was a whirlwind, definitely, of emotions and all the different activities and events and just the amount of effort that I put into that week. And something you mentioned was the camaraderie. And that year, there was 23 contestants, including myself. And I would say that I definitely gained 22 more sisters from that year. And I remember spending weeks on end preparing for the contest. And what was so amazing about this title was that it was basically my life's work put into one. Because I grew up in a strong traditional community, my parents kept me around my songs and stories, so I finally got to use all of my traditional knowledge to go forth and step forward into this title. That's awesome. So I'll tell you, so one of the highlights for me of of last year's gathering, um, we're definitely getting to interview you, but honestly, as a dad, Getting to talk to your parents later, that was awesome. They were beaming. They were so excited for you. That was really fun. It was great to see them there too. Um, now that was amazing. It wasn't, yeah, it was so it was so crazy. Um so you you've had uh, you know, just seeing following you on social media and hearing some of the things you've been doing. Um, so tell us what your year has been like and where all have you been? So it has been incredible. And real quick, I'd like to thank you for, yes, getting to speak with my parents because I truly, I could not thank them enough for the foundation that they built for me, whether that's my mom raising me as my momager, my mom manager, or my dad (laughs) being my ground crew and running circles for me as well. I think he always has a lipstick in his pocket. (laughs) Nice. But this year I have been everywhere. I even just not too long ago got back from Europe. Holland, Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. But one of my most favorite parts of this year was I was in Washington, D.C. for the third time, I believe. For about 45 minutes, I got to sit in Secretary of Interior Deb Holland's room. And what I was able to propose was a 15 million increase to the language revitalization funds. And that is being put in the works right now. And I'm pretty sure will be successful. And that's something I'm most proud of because your language shows your resilience, your strength, and your value within your culture. So that was one of my favorite parts of this year. That's incredible. That's awesome that you were able to do that. And and now if you get to see it going forward and actually put in practice, that's amazing. Uh, that's a great legacy. Uh, that's cool. That's awesome. Thank um, you. All right. So what are you looking forward to this year? Is we, you know, we're only, I think we're now less than 60 days away from gathering. What What are you looking forward to going back to Albuquerque? Yes, it's crazy. Time is flying, definitely. I always um, go around and share with people that a year is definitely not long enough 
to try to get <laughs> to all your tribes and to make the impact you can. But something I am looking forward to for April coming up is the Horse and Rider Regalia Parade. So that was the first thing that brought me to the Gathering of Nations, was back in 2019, I think it was like three days before the contest, I showed my parents the flyer. I was like, we need to go because we raise heritage Appaloosas. I've been barrel racing since four, training horses since I could walk. And so I knew that was something we had to be a part of. And that's what originally brought me down there. So my father and I, are both the reigning two-year champions in our divisions. And so now coming up to April, just to be able to kind of do a full wrap-up and thank the people who have truly supported me, I've had some amazing sponsors. And especially now, I'm getting ready for my horse dancer contest. So for my outgoing, I'll be having a horse dancer special, which will be Friday after Grand Entry. And right now, Isaiah Stewart is working on my logo for the jackets. I've had a few different donations. Um, Yeah, I'm just super excited for it. That's great. Now, you're you're getting ready to relinquish your title. And um, as much as this year has probably been just super fast for you and go, 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 what what are you going to take from this year going forward? What what are some things you've learned that you think you can continue to carry with you and use in the future? So I feel like I've always grown up as a well-rounded individual within being a young woman who is also a leader. So something that I love about my community and about my Sichungu people, especially within my own family, is I've had a lot of matriarchs growing up. And so I've got to follow by example a lot of the ways and listen to these stories and hear these beautiful songs that my great-great-grandmother, Viola Goodvoice, would compose and just really, truly take that in. And something that this year has given me is kind of the encouragement or the re it relit the fire to keep continuing great work. So as a young girl, my parents used to work with Sichungulako Du Youth Center. That was their organization. And what we did was we worked with youth and showed them the world and supported them and showed them that any opportunity that they see, they should go for it. And that's kind of something that I got to carry with me this year is to go to the different tribes and speak with the different youth and tell them that truly anything their heart desires, their biggest, wildest dream, they can go out there and accomplish. And so having this title and having this year and this beautiful platform it's really just a restart, a kickstart to the rest of my life. I'm super excited for the next 10 years, and I'll be headed to veterinarian school here shortly and just continue my future and hopefully making not only my family proud, but my ancestors and continuing on that legacy. I love that. It, it's a um, it's a great message. My my daughter, um, she just she got her first tattoo. That's a whole nother subject. But what she got tattooed was, if you can dream it, you can do it, which, I, you know, if she takes that from what we've, you know, what we taught her over the years, if that's the kind of message she talks, that's exactly what you're saying. Uh, that That is yes. so important for young people to, to know and to believe in themselves. Yes, it truly is. All right. So speaking of that, you've got another set of, of women coming this year looking to be the next Miss Indian world. What would you, or I, I know you're going to have a chance to speak to them. What is it that you would tell them that they, you know, what kind of mindset that they need? And, and if, if somebody out there is planning, maybe coming in the future, what should they be 
thinking about as they prepare? Yes. So I would encourage absolutely every woman within the ages of 18 to 25 to run for such a prestigious title. I know this title as the most prestigious that any Native American young woman could run for. And it gives you this amazing platform that you get to set for yourself. You have this beautiful committee who will help you through your year. And the amount of opportunities is just unimaginable. And so if you can run for it, please, I encourage you all to run for it. But something that I will be telling our this year's contestants is to first take a deep breath. They made it. But also the fact that just soak it in, be a sponge through this contest, because this alone is such an amazing experience. You're gaining so much knowledge from being there already. And they'll also already be making their tribe and their people proud for having a representative in that position for them. So I'll tell them just to kind of get ready to share their life stories and truly be themselves. Because guess what? There's only one of you born. And so you're the only person that can be the best representative for yourself. So I would just encourage them, anyone to run for it, but also I'm very excited to meet our guest this That's great. Thanks for that advice. Here at Powell's.com, we talk a lot about representation and kind of, you know, what can our youth and what can our, what can people look to and, and the different people that are blazing trails. Um, can you tell me, you know, what, what has been some of the role models that you've looked to? You've, you've had a unique upbringing as far, you know, being involved with, with the horses. And um, I think I heard about your musical background and some of these other things, you know, so who is it that you look to and, and, um, and moving forward, you know, who is it that you continue to kind of model after or, or take some things from? Yes. So that is a big question. And thank you for asking, because definitely with my different backgrounds and the different hobbies that I like to take on and this beautiful way of life, this Lakota way of life that I get to live, I have so many mentors. I aspire to be so many women. Oh, my goodness. I think in the power world, um, Denise, my mother, all of them, they're all so beautiful. But the pe- the certain people that I truly try my best to follow would honestly be my parents because they had an amazing way of bringing me up and truly showing me the world. But something that they showed me was it's okay to fall down because that's just another level to get you back up. They were always a helping hand. They were all very encouraging. And another thing is, is I think even before I would have wings, if I was born a bird, they pushed me out there and made me fly. And at first, that's something that really challenged me and really scared me as a young girl is to get out there and have to do things right away. Go talk, go dance in front of thousands of people. But that's something that they did for me. And just those very first few moments of having to dance across the stage in Portland, Oregon, in my jingle dress with this giant tear in my eye, I think what happened was I was actually dancing fancy and I stepped on my shawl. So it made me fall in front of these thousands of people. And they kept singing. They stared at me. I was dancing by myself and made me finish the song. And when I walked off, that moment taught me perseverance for the rest of my life. So I don't think I ever get to take a nod to them. And so at this time, I'd like to greatly, from the bottom, bottom of my heart, that they made, thank my parents for everything that they've done and Hopefully one day I can be the woman that my mom is now. Love that. Love that. Uh, you know, I, I love hearing um, 
parents that, you know, while they provide the net for you, they also let you fall into it and, and make those mistakes. You know, they can be there to pick you up, but as long as they it, it lets you make the mistakes, you, yeah, you do learn so much more from that. Uh, that's great to hear. I love that. Now, you mentioned veterinarian school. Um, so where, besides that, you know, what, what are your kind of goals and where do you, where do you think you're going to go from here? Yes. So I'm currently a student at South Dakota State University. I'm working on my pre-vet, finishing my prerequisites, and hopefully we'll be applying for vet school at maybe Iowa State or Minnesota. And so the future is bright. I'm super excited for it. And I also plan on hopefully doing some internships in D.C. So believe it or not, I never seen myself quite in the governmental or political world. But the thing about this title, something else it has given me is the fact that your story can truly make a change in the world. And growing up where I did, storytelling is who we are as Native people. Storytelling's in our songs, they're in our gathering. When you sit down with an elder, guess what? You're going to hear a story. And that's something so beautiful. And so this year has truly just cemented the fact that my story can make a powerful change. So hopefully I'll have a future of being a doctor, continuing my leadership work, working with youth, but also going to school and getting secondary education because that is something I truly believe in. And so for any of our young people listening, I want to share with them for a moment that something my grandmother said that has gotten down to my dad and went down the line to me is that we need people strong in both worlds. And what she meant by that is we need people strong in our cultural knowledge, our traditions, our storytelling, singing, dancing, art. But we also need people strong in this world of networking and finance and business and education. And so education is power. You can go so far with knowledge. So if you can take both of those worlds and put your first foot forward, I think you'll make a strong impact in keeping our people alive and keeping this way of life going. So I believe in secondary education and I super extremely encourage anyone pursuing their degrees now to keep moving forward. You got this. I think it is a powerful message that we all have stories to tell and it's it's those stories that help us relate to each other, help us learn from each other, appreciate the differences and the similarities. So when we can share our stories, it's so important. That, that's a great message. So thank you for sharing that. And so I'm going to put you on the spot too. So can you tell us uh, during this year and you're traveling, got to go to Europe and all these different places, you know, what are a couple of stories that, that you will remember and take with you, you know, forever going forward that you'll always remember? Yes. So I've met so many different people from so many different tribes, but I've also got to, if you look at your five senses, one of those <laughs> being smell, sight, hearing all of that, taste. So one of my favorite things is I'll have to I'll have to admit it right now I'm a foodie. And I was always raised so my mom's a spoonkeeper for my family and such and that's the same way she raised me. So I know how to make all my traditional and ceremonial foods for our gatherings and our ceremonies. And with that is I've had I was so honored to be able to travel try to tribe and try their traditional foods. And so one of those that will stay with me is from over to the Winnebago tribes is their corn soup. Another that another one of those would be mutton down mm-hmm. from um, New Mexico, and then another thing would be the songs. So the bird singing, oh my goodness, that is amazing! So I've had such a great time, 
Because I see this year as the opportunity to go from tribe to tribe and build those bridges, connect our people again. So we're so we're all one relation. Midakiyase, we're all relatives. And so just the different things, foods I've been able to taste or the different songs I've been able to hear, those will definitely stay with me for my lifetime. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, um, I get to go out to Morongo every year and the bird singing, that's one of my favorite things. And, you know, of course I don't know the words. I've never been taught bird singing, but those melodies stay with me for days after hearing those. I love seeing that and getting to experience that. That's cool that you got to go out there. That's, that's really cool. Well, thank you for spending some time with me. I can't wait to, to see you here in a few weeks in New Mexico. Um, as we return to gathering, um, anything else you want to say before we, we head out? Well, before we head out, of course, I invite everyone to the Gathering of Nations, which will be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 27th through 29th. And secondly, any horse dancers listening or people who would like to start, Friday night after the Grand Entry, I'll be having my horse dance special with different, like $1,000 in prize money, these beautiful jackets, logos made by Isaiah Stewart, and some beautiful horse mask and horse dancer medallions that I made myself. And so all my family will be there to welcome everyone. And so will all the Gathering of Nations committee. And we can't wait. Hope to see you all there. That's going to be fun. I can't wait to see that contest. And uh, I love what when uh, cash is always good, of course. But when you get to, you know, if you're going to create actual beaded medallions, that's going to be a really cool prize that people will be able to, to keep. Uh, that's a great. Yes. Love that. Love that. I'm super excited. In fact, I wish I had them on hand because I would give us a quick sneak peek of them. In fact, <laughs> I think mom being the perfect manager will grab them right now for me. Oh, all but right. While doing that, I would also like to say thank you for getting to chit chat with me today and giving the opportunity to share some words while April is approaching very fast. It, it is. Yeah, I was looking at the calendar day. It is going to be here really fast. Um, and yes. It's going to be a super full month. Um, when do you head out? When you're going to be there for the whole week during the the competition too, right? Yes, I get I get the whole week filled to kind of enjoy my last few moments with this beautiful crown and sash, and also get to be there for the different contestants. But also here on hand, I'll give a little quick peek to the prizes. All right, I just picked these horse mask medallions, and they were actually designed by Shalice, who is also known as Chief. <laughs> great friend of mine and then also my dad helped me draw this horse dancer who i made this in 13 Ooh. cut beats and it'll be going to our first place winner those are fantastic congrats that's some great work and i know people are going to be really excited to get those that that's awesome well congratulations uh-huh. and uh, what a great year you've had and i can't wait to, to see where you go from here but and re- to reconnect out there now for sure definitely thank you so much thank you
Hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Indian World. And here is that bonus code I promised you for our contest with 8th Generation, counting down to Gathering of Nations Powwow. Powwows.com slash win is where you can take this bonus code, and your code is 864090. 864-090. Head over to Powwows.com slash win and put that in. Thanks again for listening. Appreciate you being here and being part of the powwows.com community. Make sure you subscribe. And hey, if you like the podcast, make sure you share it with others and write us a review on iTunes. That definitely helps us get seen by more people. Thanks. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you soon. for listening to the Power Life podcast from powers.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find the Power near you by visiting www.powers.com forward slash calendar. Support powers.com by visiting www.powernation.com. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.